gorgeous listeners and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Glow West podcast where we chat all about the wonderful world of sex, sexuality and the body. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Caroline West, and I'm always delighted to be part of the Tortoise Shack Network, where you can find tons of content on politics, culture and society. And of course, my favorite topic of sex. If you like what we do, please do consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack to help keep the mics up and running or pop over to Apple and Spotify and rate and review helps get the word out about the podcast. If you want to get in touch, the Instagram and Twitter is at Glow West Podcast. So we are delighted to welcome back a returning guest today. And she was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago explaining what the difference was between mainstream porn and feminist porn. But today we are talking about government funded porn, which is very exciting to talk about. So I'm joined again by Paulina Papel, who is a filmmaker and feminist pornographer. She's the founder of Lustry, a platform dedicated to the sex lives of real life couples from around the world and of Hard Work, a hardcore studio. She also co-organizes and curates the Porn Film Festival in Berlin. Paulita works as a producer and director and is an advocate for a sex positive consent based culture. And she recently directed the very first tax funded German porn, which we are here to talk about today. So Paulita, how are you? Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm happy that we're talking again. I'm really excited that we're talking about this topic because it's um yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun couple of weeks actually. I can imagine. I can imagine. Okay, okay. Tax government funded tax paid for porn. Tell me about it. How did that come about first of all? So, first of all, uh this was it's funny because like for over a year I've been talking about how I think that if a state actually wants to say protect the youth and, and just protect the sexual integrity of all of its citizens, how porn should be at the core of the discussion and how porn should be um, supported, you know, how it should be made financially um, available for small companies to create so that there's more diversity. And, you know, as a kind of like as a joke, I always end up saying like, you know, the best thing would be if the state would actually fund the porn. Um, so I've been saying that without much hope that that would actually happen anytime soon. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> pipe dream to have, but uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So um, so I was so, I mean, so happily shocked one day that I wake up and I go into my emails and I have this email from this um, German TV station saying like, hey, we're going to do a porn. Do you want to direct it? And I'm like, You're like are you for real? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is some kind of spam email. <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, for real though. Um, but yeah, no, it turns out. So I'm like, do I want to direct you? Sure. <laughs> so basically we just, I just get into conversation and they, that's their, um, so basically the, the, the reason why they, this program, which is kind of like, say like last week tonight with John Oliver. So, so it's kind of like the German version of that. Okay. I mean, you know, give or take. Um, but uh, so they, you know, they always deal with politics and um and they, they have this thing that they they tend to do stuff that is provocative or like you know they're pushing a little bit of boundaries here and there um so basically they wanted to talk about porn platforms because i don't know if you know or if we talked about this but recently germany has been um trying to block certain tubes on server level in germany so for example x hamster was blocked a couple of weeks ago um within three hours they managed to like that's it it never works like vpns exist i don't know how they don't realize exactly this. no it, it really feels like you're dealing with people that have never heard of the internet you know what I mean? it's like <laughs> yeah. their, their technical knowledge of it is just so limited or, or 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 like i wonder like 
is this a game like are they just pretending or is yeah. this is this whole is this just a so political, they can like... say they're doing something and they exactly. can get votes for that but like it just does not work no it's really it's really against doesn't make any sense like what they're doing is basically rampant censorship instead of actually addressing the problem you know anyway so the this program was addressing this whole topic and because of the of the recent event that they had actually blocked examster which was blocked again for three hours <laughs> and um and they decided um because they had a sex positive approach and you know and a porn positive approach they were not like oh look porn is bad they were like okay there seems to be certain issues with these platforms and this is what the state is doing but what about we found porn so they decided to this was kind of like you know the very first experiment like how how would it look like if we actually found porn and and that's how we started the conversation basically <laughs> okay okay it has a very interesting name which is fmmm straight queer doggy bj oral orgasm squirting royale and i can't not even bring in to pronounce the german part of that how is it gubin finanziert it's gebührenfinanziert okay i would never get that okay what is that name about that is an epic title so i think because they were talking about the tubes and how the platforms um you know, how just basically how they work, how the algorithms work, that there's a lot of tagging. And of course, these tags, um, you know, unfortunately often get very simple and, you know, reducing the performers and the films to like whatever. Um, I mean, even like, I mean, I think it's totally fine to to have like what sexual acts are happening there. A lot of times what happens is that uh, the tags tend to describe the performers' bodies uh, in ways that unfortunately sometimes might get, you know, sexist, racist, which is obviously a problem. Um, so I think they, what they were trying to do is, you know, they wanted to create this porn, but still uh, do something that is somehow relatable or something, you know, so not something that is like, okay, this feels completely, this is not really sexy. This is not really, you know, that's making sense. They were like, no, we want to do a porn that is sexy, that is enticing, that is sexually, you know, appealing, and that fits somehow in this, this, this brighter, like wider discourse of pornography. Um, so that's why they were like, okay, we're going to use these tags that people use. Uh, in order to define what we see in this point in the title right okay that I mean that makes sense like yeah absolutely even if it's like super long that's fine but yeah if it's more chance of being seen that that's pretty awesome um but it's quite diverse porn as well like it, it starts off with two people and then it turns into a bisexual foursome so there's pretty much a lot covered in it there's there's the use of sex toys there's um diverse bodies and and you know diverse genders diverse races in it um a whole bunch of different activities in it so was it important to you to make sure that those diverse sexual practices and bodies were represented absolutely that was one of the first things that were clear when we started you know this discussion i was like, okay what do you want to see because this is what i would like to offer like you know usually when you, you make porn um, you are limited on the things that you can do if you want to make it um, financially sustainable, right? Because there is things that do sell better because, of course, also of the structures of marketing that there are and that can also and should be questioned. And, you know, the distribution like structure should be um, also maybe revisited. Uh, but just, you know, how things are today, there is stuff that you will, like literally, if you have condoms in your porn, they will sell less than if you don't that's just you know i'm not 
I'm not, I'm not judging that. I'm saying just, you know, that's it's just, just a fact. Yeah. It's just what it is. So, um, you know, I still use condoms in my shoots. Like I always leave it up to the performers to use whatever sex, safer sex barriers they feel most comfortable with, with the awareness that I know, okay, this is going to sell worse, you know? Um, but the amazing thing about doing this point is this is already financed. The money is there in place to do it. Uh, so I don't have to even think about what it's going to sell or not. Cause it's, you know, I'm free to do whatever we actually want to do together with the performers. Um, so we decided to, for example, use all kinds of safer sex barriers, right? And try to do it in a way that is sexy, that shows like how you can do it without it being awkward or like how can you like include it into your sex play? So yeah, we were trying to be as diverse as possible in terms of like what's happening sexually, in terms of like the, um, yeah, this sexual attraction. We wanted like everyone into each other, right? Which is something that not necessarily you see a lot like bisexuality, like male bisexuality is not something that necessarily you see a lot in. Um, in porn um, so yeah we were going for you know to having as much as possible and of course like casting the right people and that and letting them also define what's their boundaries and what they wanted to do um, and I mean obviously we couldn't fit this is just one film it's like 10 minutes uh, obviously we didn't fit everything that we would have liked to fit I would love if we could get like you know 10 to 20 maybe episodes <laughs> for a series then I could definitely fit so much more that would be incredible. Yeah, yeah, you definitely even fit a lot more in it. But like you fit even things like, like, oh my God, it's like the clitoris doesn't exist in a lot of mainstream porn. Like it's just not there. Um, And you have like using like things like the, a, a wand vibrator. I think that's really important as well, because in realistically, that's how a lot of people who have a clitoris get off because they use a little bit of external um stimulation and there's people who feel bad about that sometimes and think oh I must not be you know a, a good enough partner and stuff if I can't have an orgasm um vaginally and that's like a massive problem in our society that because that, that's what sex ed teaches us it's like penis and vagina um so why was it important to, to bring that in I think it, it's just like I love the fact that it's just so open and honest about this is how like real life is yeah because yeah I think that's exactly I'm so happy that you say that because that's exactly what we were going for being like okay let's have you know let's have these folks have fun and have pleasure and really show how they would you know actually achieve an orgasm and in this case with um with holy mother she's like okay I, I love once that's my thing and that's how I squared also and I mean, I love, obviously there was no pressure, like nobody had to come, you know, it's like, okay, let's have fun. But I mean, if you come, great. Uh, and I just, yeah. and I just loved that she was like squirting like a river. And I was like, yes, <laughs> just cause, I mean, cause it's, it is still something that you see important, but as you say, like, um, I think for us, it was very, for me, it was very important that we try to capture as much as possible of what was happening. And I think we managed to do that. And one thing that we did discuss actually with the with the commission nurse was that we didn't want um, a male cam shot to be the end of the porn, right? Because that is something, I mean, honestly, that is something that in a lot of heterosexual relationships is the case. Like, you know, there's a lot going on and sometimes the male orgasm kind of like, it's like, okay, well, now we take a rest, maybe continuous later, but it is something, but it does not necessarily have to be. And it is, unfortunately how it is very often portrayed so for me it was important that was like I gave not so many directions to the performance we really had like a long discussion about everyone's wishes and boundaries and feelings for the day but that was one of the things that I said I would really like like again so everyone's welcome to come as often as you want or as little as you want whatever uh but just don't end it on a male um cam shot just because um yeah just to have another narrative like another different sexual script right 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really important. I mean, there's such a lot of pressure on on couples. It's like one orgasm and then it's all over. And I think, you know, that's just what you see. And that's what we're told sex is. And it's like, yeah, we need to like mix up that a little bit more. So that's fantastic. Um, and what you also have in it as well, which is really different, is the use of things like dental dam and showing lube being used. And I think that's really important as well, because sometimes people are like, they don't even know what a dental dam is because you don't see it otherwise. And, um, you know, like the lube, like talk to me about how you use lube in it, because porn companies use like gallons of lube, like barrels of it, but you just don't see it on screen exactly yeah that's good that you said I think we're the best uh we're their best clients you know because <laughs> yeah. yeah I always have on set like a big uh like several big bottles where you can just like push I'm doing this movement now you can't see me listeners but pushing it down just like <laughs> um yeah loop is so much fun right loop gets everything going uh and it's it can it's sexy and I think I mean I personally love the way it feels also um and I think it's so important to make it part of the, just, as we were saying, like to make it part of the scripts, just like, you know, grab the hand, grabbing the loop and like, you know, getting all, getting all wet and, and slippery. Um, yeah. It's a pity that it doesn't get shown more because I think it is so sexy. Like, you know, this whole, I guess the, 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 it's dropping and it dropping over body parts, like whatever genitals or any other body part. I think it's just super cool. And yeah, it's something that we, um, yeah, that we anyway, always have a shoot, but I wanted to definitely have it like, big time Sean and with the dental dams it was really fun because actually I have to admit um that two of the performers were not really experienced using dental dams two were and two weren't so we had a little bit of a little mini workshop just before we started because again for me it was important that we use a dental dam not as like this like weird object you're like oh now I have to use this so annoying but more like okay how can we integrate this in our game in a way that is fun so we were saying like okay you know a dental dam it's something that you can like push over a clitoris for example and I like create pressure and you can play with that pressure and that's rubbing um and I mean it depends obviously it's a personal um uh, liking or disliking but the, the dental it's it's latex right so it's I, I mean I personally like latex so it, it feels nice. So, you know, we were trying to like play around with it, with it. And we did this like macro, <laughs> we like after the show, we did this like macro shots with a, with a lens to have like the, like, like really big, the mouth with the, with the latex and trying to just, yeah, again, like make it portrayed in a light that feels sexy and, and nice, I guess. Mm, that's yeah because like it can be people look sometimes and they go oh condoms and say for sex it's not really sexy but like it totally can be we just don't see it people don't know them exactly we don't have the yeah you see we don't have the reference it's like we always feel like it's like oh it's like a mood breaker or like you know it's like oh and now we have to and it's like you know it's something that is imposed that it's like I yeah it, and that is I think obviously it's related like the associations that we have it's like sicknesses, you know, infections, blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's not, it's that all of that is just not very sexy, right? <laughs> but I think we can, you know, if we, if we try to integrate this, this safer sex tools um, in a way that, you know, it's playful, teasing, you know, trying to see like, what, what else can we do with this? Like for, for example, if I'm putting a condom over a penis, um, you know, I can, I can try and, and do it with my mouth, for example, and that can, you know, that can be exciting. And, you know, there's, I think there's ways in which we can introduce this, 
these tools that are that, that can be fun and can be part of the game. But again, as you're saying, we do need to see it because if we don't have a reference, we don't know. Absolutely. And the, the fun nature of it as well needs to come in because some sex is so serious and, and the reality <laughs> of it is like it's fun and silly and, you know, people will make mistakes and figure things out. And it's just, yeah, it's meant to be kind of fun like that. Yeah. And it's part of the communication that you're having, right? And communication is part of the sex. So I think, as you're saying, like, even if it's laughing, fun, like that is all that can all be part of the of the joy right so like i think just is creating this 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 room for it i think it's, it's something that we can all profit from yeah i think yeah absolutely and and i think what what you have in it as well it, that's really important that you show kind of aftercare and kissing and cuddling and i think that's just so important because again we don't see that it's like it, you know the money shot ends a lot of porn and there's no none of that kind of it's not even like kindness and compassion. It's just nice that like you connect to another person after you've just had sex with them. Like, it's not like, okay, we now have to like shower and get our clothes on. It's like people can stay there and giggle and laugh and, um, you know, just kind of bathe in their sweat or like, you know, whatever people get up to and enjoy the, like the smells of sex and, and think like whatever it is. Like, I just, it, it's lovely to see that kind of closeness depicted. Like, so, so talk us through the aftercare part of it. Oh, I think I love aftercare and I, I love that you also love it. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, one fun fact as well from this porn is the performers playing there are pretty kinky, but we didn't want to go too kinky. So I actually, that was like the second thing that I asked and I was like, okay, we need to use safer sex. Um, uh, let's not end on the cam on the male cam shot and let's not get too kinky just because well, because we were already like pushing boundaries, just even creating this porn, right? And there in Germany, there is a very clear line to what becomes like so-called violent porn. Um, and there's not like this, the fact that, you know, the BDSM is of course a consensual like, sexual activity. Um, it's just not, it's just not very clear in the, yeah, in the way that it's stipulated. So I was like, let's not, you know, we're already pushing boundaries, even doing this. Let's like try to keep it a little bit, van a little bit vanilla. Um so every now and then, like these performers would even like start choking each other and stuff, which again, it's absolutely part of what they enjoy. And, you know, and they were doing this like enthusiastically, but I would be like, Shh, can you, let's just don't eat that a little bit. <laughs> um, so, however, I think by saying that, I mean like this, because these people are also kinky uh, and amazing performers and beautiful um, human creatures. Yes, I love them, all of them. Um, but they're really good at aftercare, right? Because I think, as you said, I think aftercare is, can always be part of sex. And I wouldn't even see it as like the extra thing, but I think it's it's, it's part of it, right? It's a continuation of like, once you've been doing these things and jumping around and, and having these highs and lows and whatever, and then it's like kind of like coming back together. Uh, and as you say, finding this closure together, it's, it's part of the game, right? And it's beautiful as well. And I think, Again, even though I think for BDSM aftercare is something that is really crucial, that I think it's really, really important because you're getting into states of emotional, um, you know, high that can be challenging even. It's very important to go back to yourself and your body and be like, okay, where, where am I now? And let's get, get out of subspace or whatever. And even though this wasn't the case there, again, the performers were like naturally, like I didn't even have to tell them, like naturally they were holding space for each other at the end and, and laughing and you know, celebrating that they just 
had a great scene together. So yeah, it's something that I definitely also love and cherish. Yeah. That, and that strikes me when you're saying that, you know, as a director, that you're not like, not not super controlling, but you're allowing people to express themselves naturally. And I think that's really nice without you kind of jumping in and going, actually, don't do that. I want you to do this instead. You have to stick to the script. Like I can imagine when it comes to sex, like there's so many different ways that it can go. And some someone, maybe they're in it and they're like, oh, actually, I'm going to do this. And there's a lovely sense of like that freedom to do that rather than going, oh, no, it was like this 10 point scene or whatever we have to do that so like how do you respond if, if it starts going in those directions where you're like oh I did I wasn't expecting this I think I try to let I yeah I like to create this space and then really let the performers do excuse me like go with the flow right like see what works and what doesn't and I, I want them to know that I'm there for them so say for example if I would see something that I feel like okay I feel there's there's something off I would address it, but the, usually the, the way I, I I work with performances at the beginning, again, we establish like what's the boundaries, what's on the table today, right? Um, where can we go? Where do we want to go? Where we maybe like not go in there, but definitely do not have a list of like, okay, we're going to have doggy, then anal, then this, then like, that's definitely not. And then like, you know, like a checklist, that's definitely not how we're working. Um, and But I, what I do tell them is like, I'm here, I'm here for you. I'm looking that, you know, I'm checking and making sure that everything looks great, that you look your best. Um, if there's anything you need, obviously we're all here for you. And what I do is that I do tell them like, okay, if I have something to tell you, because maybe, maybe it's a camera thing, maybe it's where it's going. I will just try to be as less intrusive as possible. Right. So I will tell maybe one name. So I will, I will do things, for example, where I'll be like, Bishop, could you please move your left arm out of the frame? You know, and I tell them like not to stop. I'm like, just continue doing what you're doing. You know, don't like turn around and be like, sorry, what was that that you say? <laughs> just do what you do. Try to understand what I'm saying. And then I'd be like, okay, wait, what's with my left arm? Oh, okay, my left arm, there's a camera. Okay, yeah, I'm blocking completely the picture. So then just like move a little bit the left arm, right? But again, I try to do that as little as possible. And I try to do it as, yeah, in a way that feels like as, I try at least like to be as, as less intrusive as possible. And um, yeah, in this case, Again, like for some, like some stuff, like I, I did let them go and I was like, okay, I'm just going to edit this out later. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like organic porn in a sense. <laughs> Definitely. I think the interaction yeah. is organic. And I think that's yeah. a bit of the difference. Um, you know, I, I don't have anything against, I'm going to say scripted porn when you're like, okay, this is the things that we, if this is clear from the beginning, you know, if I, 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 I could imagine like I've been a performer and I would feel com completely comfortable if, if there was a shoot, they would say, okay, this is what we want. We need this position, we need this position and we need this practice. And, you know, and I would prepare accordingly. And and I don't, I don't think there's nothing wrong in there. Um, it's one, it's the same way that, you know, you have films that are like scripted and other films are more uh, improvised, right? I think both are valid um options and you know different like um yeah there's different styles um but yeah what i'm what i'm personally just more interested in is it's more organic more like okay how do we set the frame how do we set the the, the stations maybe where we're going through but let the performers actually find their own organic natural way of of getting there yeah, 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 and um, it, yeah, it makes sense on on many ways, and, and there's a market for everything out there as as well, you know. So, Absolutely, um, yes, yeah. So, so then tell me what the responses were to it. Could I, because I can imagine they would be mixed to taxpayer funded porn. So I was expecting it this to be a scandal, to be honest. And I mean, I was I was like, okay, let's let's do this, you know. Let I, I was hoping it will start up this conversation, and I was expecting some people to be really really angry. But I was like, well, sometimes you need to get people angry to like get a discussion going, right? 
I was surprised that it hasn't been that much of a scandal. I mean, there is definitely some angry people on Twitter, but hey, there's always some That's angry right. people on Twitter. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> it would be like so awkward. If, yeah. Then we would have done something really wrong if yeah, there was yeah. nobody angry at Twitter. <laughs> you know? uh, but like, for example, on YouTube, uh, where there's like an interview when I'm talking with the host, the reactions are like super positive. People are like, oh, finally, my money is being used to put into something like you know, <laughs> useful that I actually want to watch. And um, so I have to say, maybe just as like a little uh, note, it's like in Germany, like tax, I mean, tax uh, law is really complicated everywhere, right? But in Germany, of course, specifically complicated. Um, and the there is like a separate, so it's not actually tax as in like what is the finance tax, but it's like the money that every person contributes to the um, national uh, TV and radio and so on. So it's like it's, it's like okay. an extra money that you pay, whatever, it's basically tax money. Um, but yeah, people, because it's pretty high and people hate to have to pay that money and they're like, I don't like anything that is going on on TV. I think people were reacting more positively because, you know, in their minds, it's like, oh, it's this money that I pay monthly that I feel like a waste of my money. And now it's they're putting into this beautifully shot porn. Okay, great. <laughs> Yeah. So it was pretty positive. I was surprised, really. Brilliant. So we, we have a national broadcaster here as well called Orti, and you have to pay a TV license and it goes just to them. Like we have other stations, but they don't get the money as well. But like their programming sometimes would not be my favorite, shall we say. And yeah, I'd like rather they expanded their repertoire a little bit. So that would be there. Yeah, I can imagine like... If maybe if this was like at a different time, you'd have like maybe like protests outside the studio and, and things like that, but there was none this time. No, yeah, exactly. I, I could, yeah, I could have also imagined that. No, it was it was very peaceful, the whole reaction. I mean, I think for me that proves a little bit my point that I think Germany generally, like German society, is a society. And again, I'm, I'm talking generally, I'm not talking about every single individual, of course, and there's like differences from cities to um, you know, to countryside and so on. Yeah, but of generally, there is a wider acceptance of the genre of pornography. Um, and there is a general, there's a general different way on how Germans actually like handle with nudity, for example, in social spaces. Like in Berlin, there's a couple of parks where in summer, not even summer, like in spring, as soon as the sun comes out, there'll be people sunbathing naked. Right. Something that I feel like in the US or UK, it's like not like. Yeah, even in Ireland, that wouldn't be like, like we have like nudist beaches, but they're very like isolated. It's not a common thing. And you definitely wouldn't sunbathe topless on a regular beach. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's complete. It's really a different. It's really different in Germany. And I think um, therefore I, I am hoping, I mean, that there's also, of course, very conservative forces, but I am hoping that we have a productive discussion out of this and that we try to find better regulations because at the same time, Germany does have the most strict regulations in terms of how porn can be distributed. And that was the most absurd thing with this experiment that we did here. Because, And I told them from the very beginning when they approached me, I was like, okay, but you, you do realize that you can't actually show this anywhere, like according to German law. And they're like, oh, how is that? And then they were, you know, looking at it and, it was just so funny because we were trying to figure out like, okay, how to do this in the best way? Because this is, you know, this is a tax-funded point. We're now make it available for everyone, for every adult that wants to watch it. And it was such a nightmare. It was really complicated. Um, you know, the people that want to even just show, just see the, just watch the show, um, you know, not the porn, like not the, but just the, the show where they're talking about it. 
if, if you want to watch it, it's in the it's online in the Mediatek, you know. And if you want to watch it, you need to register with your ID. Uh, if you, if you want to watch it from between 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. on a day, because it's like because uh, minors should, or it's, I think even like people under 16 shouldn't watch it. And right, it's just okay. and it's just a talk show, you know. Yeah. It did, but it just really showed like how ridiculous these this these restrictions are, and that it, they're just not. It just doesn't make sense with how the internet works today, you know. And that we yeah. really need to take a look at it and be like, okay, let's have sensible solutions technologically speaking and also just like like speaking out of like the times that we have and like all of the amazing resources that the internet offers um like let's you know i don't think censoring and like is is the right way to go i think we need to discuss like how to offer those resources in a way that they are that people can take informed decisions on what they're consuming and what you know the same way that you would do that about the news and there is a problem with people getting you know very weird news from yes, weird source yeah, sources definitely. the same way we're like okay how do we offer societies and folks you know informed um spaces and 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 yeah and this, this spaces where they know what they're getting right so that they can take a decision if they want to watch it or not yeah and, and I think that's a really important conversation to have because like people have tried to ban porn since it existed and it's just exactly. never happened whether that's print or um you, you know vhs or or dvds or parties where people got together and showed porn. like there's always like people want to see people having sex like that's just part of life like we're very nosy and we're voyeurs <laughs> and we want to see these things but it, it's just it's never going to be banned like you can't ban the internet it just doesn't yeah. work like there's VPNs, exactly. there's like ways around things and like even you know the ratings for like hollywood movies and stuff like 18s like people like their parents let them watch it or they have it in the house and let them watch it on on a dvd in the house you know and like if we think of like the saw movies are pretty graphic and violent and there's like 10 of them or something but like mm-hmm. people well I suppose when people bought DVDs, I suppose we don't really buy DVDs anymore, but like, or if they know the the pin number to, you know, at all stations on, on your TV and Sky or whatever, like people know these things, like par- not all parents are super lax about those. And even like net nannies and things like that, that like people get around them. It just, it just feels like you're trying to like stem the tide of something and, and rather than actually teaching people how to swim. You know, it just doesn't doesn't work like like this, the content that you've described today has been sounds like lovely. It sounds like how people should know that sex can be like that rather than, you know, just shutting down any kind of conversation around it. And like, do you see do you see more efforts to, to ban stuff going forward or do you see hopefully a better option of like, you know, let's talk about this in more healthy terms? I absolutely love the comparison that you did about like learning people how to swim. Thank you so much for that. I think that's exactly the answer. Like, I think we need to be offering sex education that is inclusive. There is, um, you know, oriented, not just towards, as we were saying at the beginning, penis and vagina, not getting pregnant, not getting infections, but actually as sex as part of our identities, sex as part of our joy and fun and pleasure and so on. And um, I do believe that there is a big part of society and politics that are starting to understand this. Uh, and I think that I really hope that the conversation is going in that direction. Um, I also am realistic and I think that it's not gonna happen from 
one day or to another. I think this is a very, as you were saying, like porn has been banned from the very beginning of, of societies. Um, and there are very, I think there's a lot of fear, but there's also a lot of people really invested in in keeping the way sexuality works in society as it is now. And obviously pornography is very liberating, you know? And I think there are very strong conservative forces that are going to do everything in their power to try and silence voices that are offering alternatives. Um, and I think it's, it's tragic in, in, in countries that call themselves democratic, to be honest, that it's really, it is really censoring, censorship happening. And nobody's really aware of it because it's because it's porn so you know but it's actually it's a problem but again i am realistic i think it's going to be a, it's, there's a long way but i then again think well, we're going in the right direction and i really hope that it's going to be that we're going forward yeah yeah fingers crossed i mean like things like the berlin porn film festivals that you had protesters at that for a while as well a couple of times but now it's like it's not an option it's not a thing anymore it's just like oh that's that's on it's fine so are you going to yeah. show this film at the porn film festival great question i actually didn't um submit it yet but now that you tell me i will do like, what my colleagues do. think about it yeah yeah because that would be great i mean if you did like a panel discussion on like government funded porn you might inspire other people to go around to their countries and be like hey can we get some money i cannot see that happening in ireland anytime soon but maybe some more progressive countries um you know, I, I I can definitely imagine some places around the world, you know, being okay with that. I think, yeah, that could be a thing. So I yeah, really so, hope so. I would. Really? Be, I think it would be really like a first step in the right direction, just seeing like we're just opening that door, you know, and be like, what can we do? Yeah, and then yeah. we can again follow on their conversation. I think there's so much, as I said, I like there's so much more that I would like to to show in a film. So yeah, waiting for my. 10 episode season to come oh my gosh yeah no we will tune in get netflix on and get like your your deal on them so because they're branching out now they're getting a little braver with the kind of content that they're they're showing so um it's it, it's not quite porn but they're they're opening up to conversations around sex and and stuff so you never know there could be um a netflix special in your future so that would be fab and um, remind Fingers us crossed. when the porn film festival is on again it's october Yes, it's going to be from the 24th to the 30th of October this year. So yeah, book your, start booking your flights. Oh, I, I need to get on that. to welcome you. Yes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I have to find a dog sitter now. So we'll we'll figure that out. We have a few months to go. So we'll get there. Cool. Um, brilliant. Where can people find the film if they want to watch it? So finally, we end up putting it on last stream. So people can go to lastream.com slash POV and there's an article um, where we explain everything that we already talked about and there is a link for watching the full film fantastic and I'll put that link in the show notes as well so people can find it easily just pop over and you can click and away you go I suppose yeah you can find them there um, brilliant and where can people find you and the wonderful work that you do well, thank you so much. So I'm on social still. I'm every day. I'm fearing that I'm going to get kicked out of Instagram. I don't know why, but anyway, I'm yeah. still on Instagram and Twitter at Polita Papel. Uh, and I even have a webpage, uh, Apple.com. Polytapapple.com. Brilliant. Fantastic. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, fantastic. And you are the the owner of Lustry and Hard Hard Work. I always got to say work, but work, like the RuPaul workroom. Um, yeah, which is a little bit kind of darker content than uh Lustry, right? It's well, it's um it's more cinematic. So Lustry is a documentary porn, right? So people are shooting themselves. 
and it's really just documenting their own sex lives. There's absolutely no rules what to do sexually and so on. With hardware, for now, we're focusing on gangbangs. So yeah, it is a bit more rough, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, yeah, dedicated platform there, no worries. Um, brilliant. Well, listen, this has been fantastic and we will um, eagerly wait the day you get your Netflix 10-episode um, series. But Yay. until then, we will consume this and see where we go from there. But um, yeah, brilliant. Listen, thanks so much for talking to me today. And thanks, Mil, to all the listeners for tuning in. And yeah, go watch some government-funded porn and see what you think and get back to Paulita about it and maybe lobby Netflix in the meantime so that could work that could be a thing all right catch you all later bye